Welcome back to the Walk the Word podcast with me, Pastor James, coming out of South Fellowship in the Kingdom of Bahrain. We are walking through God's Word one chapter a week, and today we get to Exodus chapter 16. Last week in chapter 15, we saw that wonderful song, that praise and worship of Moses and of Miriam as well. And today we're going to talk about bread from heaven. If you've not read Exodus 16 recently, go ahead, press pause, go and read it. And then we'll come back together as we seek to know and grow in God's Word. So Exodus 16 begins with the Exodus party, this big group setting out from Elim. And they come to the wilderness, uh, a place called the Wilderness of Sin. Uh, No spiritual connection, just a name for a place. Uh, Which is between Elim and Sinai, we read, on the 15th day of the second month after they departed from Egypt. And... Again, sadly, in verse 2, the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people said, you know, look, it would have been better for us to be back in Egypt. It would have been better if we died already. At least we had food to eat when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full, is what we read. Uh, And then they said to Moses and Aaron, you've brought us out into the wilderness to kill us. So again, they've been miraculously and supernaturally delivered out of slavery through the water as well. And they're still grumbling. And then we read in verse 4, The Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. So there's blessings coming, but there's also testings coming. It's almost like a test of their obedience. If you're obedient enough, you're going to be blessed beyond belief out in the wilderness. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it's going to be twice as much as your daily gatherings. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people, At evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what are we that you grumble against us? And then Moses says, When the Lord gives you in the evening meat to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, because the Lord has heard your grumbling, that you grumble against him, what are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. So Moses is the kind of overall leadership guy, the guy in charge, so to speak, is saying, look, it's not really me you're complaining against. You're complaining against God. You are going to see the glory of the Lord when he provides for you miraculously and supernaturally. Again, you're going to see his glory, his love for you, his provision for you. There's nothing to eat here. You're going to wake up in the morning. You're going to see that he has provided for you. That You're going to see the glory of the Lord. His patience is long-suffering with you. Even though you're still complaining, he loves you so much that he's going to still provide for you. And then Moses said to Aaron, this is now in verse 9, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation... They looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. So yes, you're going to see his glory. 
through his provision and his love and his long suffering and patience and forgiveness. But here they literally see the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I've heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Again, we talked about the, um, the, the purpose behind the plagues. There's methods to a miracle. It's never random or indiscriminate. And again, we've seen it twice here already, haven't we? We've seen it in uh, verse 6 and now in verse 12. You shall know that I am the Lord your God. So in the evening, we read in verse 13, quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning dew lay around the camp. Now, apparently it's very, very normal for quail uh, to be around this part of the world, uh, this kind of Sinai Peninsula kind of area, uh, but not in the quantities and the like that we see here. So quail came up, covered the camp, and in the morning dew lay around the camp. And when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. And the people uh, don't know what this is. When they saw it, they saying to each other, what is it? They didn't know what it was. And Moses says, it is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. If you've got a Bible there, if you flick forward to the book of Psalms, right in the middle of your Bible, and you go to Psalm 78, we see that the psalmist there, Asaph or Asaph, the psalmist there says that man ate of the bread of the angels. He sent them food in abundance. So this is genuinely being accepted as bread from heaven, food from heaven, manna, they call it later in this chapter, from heaven. It's fine, it's flake-like, it looks like frost on the ground. And this is what the Lord has commanded. This is verse 16 now. Gather of it, each of you, as much as he can eat. You shall take an omer, which is about two liters, a couple of kilos worth of this stuff, according to the number of persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people did, they gathered, some got more, some got less. But when they'd measured it out, and when they'd had their, their fill, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack, which is miraculous in itself. The provision is just what is needed. Never too much that so will become kind of complacent, not too little that will grumbling and complaining again. And Moses said to them, this is now verse 19, Moses said to them, let no one leave any of it till the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. You just think, don't you, how many times are these people going to be provided for, delivered, see the wonderful supernatural powers of God, and still not listen? So they don't listen to Moses uh, some of it was left till the morning, and it, worms grew up in it, and it stank. M Moses was angry. Morning by morning, they gathered it as much as he could eat. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. And then, now we see the first mention of a Sabbath in Scripture. On the sixth day, they gathered 
twice as much bread, two omers each. And when all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, this is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake, boil what you will boil, and all that is left over lay aside to be kept till morning. So they laid it all aside till morning as they were told, and it did not stink and there were no worms. Now again, if they're looking for a bit of evidence, proof that God is working in their midst, they keep the food of their own accord. It spoils and it breeds worms and it just goes off and it stinks and it's bad. They do it sixth day into seventh day and it doesn't. Their obedience is coming with the blessing that we talked about earlier. Moses said, this is now verse 25, Moses said, eat today for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days gather, on the seventh day, don't. It's a rest. Seventh day is a rest day. And that goes back to, um, to the truth that God made the world in six days and took the seventh day as a day of rest. You can read about that in Genesis 2, verses 2 and 3. Sadly, verse 27, some of them went out to gather on the seventh day, still disobeying. They go out on the seventh day, but they don't find anything. And then the Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Remain each of you in his place. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. You think, finally, they're starting to get it. And then the rest of the chapter, verses 31 through to the end, 36, is almost like a bit of an explanation, a bit of a, a, a footnote. So they call this stuff manna, which, as we said, means what is it, what's this? And we read it was like coriander seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Elsewhere in Scripture, we see it being talked about as uh, something made with olive oil. Numbers 11.8 says, The people went about and gathered ground it in hand mills or beat it in mortars and boiled it in pots and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was like the taste of cakes baked with oil. Uh, here in Exodus, again, we read that it's kind of like coriander seed. It's white, tastes like wafers made with honey. Moses said, this is what the Lord has commanded. Let an omer of it, and we said that's a couple of liters, a couple of kilos of this stuff, be kept throughout your generation so that you may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness. It's like this perpetual reminder. So Moses said to Aaron, take a jar, put, some of, put the manna in it, and put it before the Lord to be kept throughout your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron placed it before the testimony to be kept. The testimony that we read about in Exodus is generally held to be the, the, the stone tablets that we're going to read about as we get further into uh, Exodus chapter 25, 31, 32, the, um, the two tablets of the law and, the, and the, the law of God given to his people that Moses carried down. Um, and then, so put this stuff in a jar, put it before the testimony, it'll be a, a reminder, it'll be a, a physical memory that you can look at and think that's when the Lord provided for us in the wilderness. We read in verse 35, The people of Israel ate the manna 40 years till they came to a habitable land. They ate the manna till they came to the border of the land of Canaan. And then almost like a, a bit of a postscript, an omer is a tenth part of an ephah. 
So Exodus 16 is a great chapter. It shows us the wonderful, miraculous, supernatural provision of God for his people. But Jesus said, didn't he, that all scripture bears witness to him. So what does this teach us about Jesus? Well, Jesus talked about this manner. John especially records for us a few things that Jesus said about this. In John 6.31, Jesus said, Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus called himself the bread of life. John 6.35 says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And he said in John 6.48, very simply, I am the bread of life. In verse 51, he says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. So just as this manna was miraculously, supernaturally provided for the sustenance, for the delivery, for the life of the people. Jesus draws this conclusion, says, look, I am the true man. I am the living man. I am the living bread from heaven. He's saying that as the people were sustained and the people had life through what God provided there in the wilderness, physically bread, manner Jesus is saying now that's now that's me you know they ate physical bread provided by God I'm the true he says truly truly I say to you it was not Moses who gave you bread from heaven but my father gives you the true bread from heaven so stop thinking about the physical bread that you ate Stop thinking about this idea that it came from Moses. It's teaching and it's pointing to something else. It's pointing to a time when God would provide something permanent, not manna that lasts and burns up in the sunshine. He's saying, that's me. You relied on and you trusted and you partook of this manna from heaven and now he's saying that's me he says I am the bread of life whoever comes to me shall not hunger so Exodus 16 is great it shows us that wonderful miraculous supernatural and very literal physical provision of God for his people in the wilderness but it teaches us a bigger truth a deeper truth that the way that God has provided for you and for me now is through Jesus. It's him that we rely on and trust and go to for life. As the Israelites here relied on their manna from heaven, we now rely on Jesus, the living bread from heaven. Next week in Exodus 17, uh, we're going to see some miraculous water from rock and we're going to see Israel's first military encounter on this journey if you would like a free ebook about Moses about his life how 
he previewed Jesus and what that means for you. There's a link in the show notes below. But until next week, God bless.